Right, let's record. We are we are recording. Oh, excellent. Oh, yeah. marvellous. Okay. Okay, then. <laughs> right. So, hello, welcome back. This is part three, the final part of the Epic Trilogy, or the weekly Epic Trilogy. Uh, thanks for sticking with us. I hope you enjoyed the last two pods. Um, here's one that, well, basically, um, I put it out there. We could probably use some help coming up with a few topics sometimes. So this one comes from uh, a listener of this pod and a listener of the Gridiron Gentleman pod as well. So he deserves full credit for it. And that is a man named Tim Brown. Uh, and he had the idea of, um, you've all seen the Indie Amnesty posts on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So what it is, if anyone doesn't know, is uh, stories from the heydays of indie and Britpop. So the stories like, I threw a shoe at Pete Doherty's head just to get his attention and stuff like that. It's hashtag Indie Amnesty. I don't uh, think you'd even have noticed. <laughs> probably not. Pro- to this day? Probably, probably <laughs> just Chucky's got a shoe, yeah. Um, so what I thought we'd do is we've got a few been sent in to us. Nice. Um, but I figured we'd just go around a couple of times and read out our geek amnesty st- uh, stories. And say so this was uh, sent in by Tim, so he deserves full credit. Thank so you, I can't Tim. Take full credit. Thank you, Tim. You are a king among men. He really is. He's a good guy, is Tim. Um, really, really helpful on both pods so far. So, uh, shall I kick the? Shall I get the ball rolling? Yeah. Well, let's it. let's try and not make it so round table. Yeah. Let's, yeah, oh, yeah, let's, yeah. let's lead in and. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Keep it loose and flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, my first Geek Amnesty story was that I went to a convention. Uh, it must be about eight, nine years ago. Uh, a Firefly convention. And uh, I met Morena Bakarin, mm-hmm. who plays Inara in Firefly. She's since become huge, a huge star. So, she's been in... Um, Things like Deadpool and Homeland, and those are the two that spring to mind. V as well. Anyway, um, when I go to these things, I get I've got this comic uh, that I get signed by the cast of Firefly. I've got it upstairs, um, and it's um, it's been signed by majority of the cast. It, it's um, a comic with Malcolm Reynolds, the main character of Firefly, on the front cover. Really cool thing that I really liked. So I I've thought I'd get everyone to sign it, and then. So I met her, and she looked at the front cover of this. And she goes, that's a really good drawing, I like that one. Much better than my one. I went, oh, I didn't mind your one. I thought it was okay. And she goes, no, no, I had like man hands on it. And this is where I dropped the absolute clangor in front of her and her boyfriend at the time. And I just said, well, I wasn't really looking at your hands. (laughs) I did not mean it like that. I don't. I, I meant as a like. I, I thought it was okay. I thought the, the drawing was okay. Not that I was checking out your crudely drawn breasts <laughs> or your crudely drawn ass. Well, I wasn't looking at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I was taking your full form in. <laughs> <laughs> I have rarely been that embarrassed before after I said that. 
they both found it hilarious. Oh, I just really? grabbed my comic and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and they still speak about you <laughs> to this day. Um, to be fair, I'm sure she probably gets that kind of thing a lot. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. Though. That's the worst thing. Like, I, I've always prided myself on being, you know, not massively sexist. Mm-hmm. And that was about one of the most sexist things I could have said. <laughs> I could, unless I actually just came out and said, "I was staring at your tits, love," um, or uh, while staring at her tits. Um, but I, I, I genuinely didn't mean you it. You didn't that way. say it to her tits, did you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I wasn't looking at your hands. And so. then do an, an exaggerated wink yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to the tits. If, if you know what I mean. Yeah. If you know what I mean, love. I, I, I genuinely I don't know why that came out that's not what I meant to say at all just really really irritating <laughs> that's really good yeah, that's, that's really, really good it's exactly what this was all set up for yes yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a Freudian Freudian slip yeah. Oh, yeah that's unfortunate I mean I met um, Edgar Wright this is nowhere near as bad as your story but I did you know there is something about meeting people you really respect or mm. people you really admire and just massively making a tit of yourself it just seems to come um <laughs> Naturally, as I look, gaze in Tom's direction. <laughs> you're well, cool, Eddie, you're cool. <laughs> yes, revealing my cobblers to uh, Frank Bruno that uh, one time. <laughs> I can't even remember. Like, So, I'm a huge Edgar Wright fan in terms of... Um, I love Spaced. I love uh, the Cornetto trilogy. And, you know, I was definitely Spaced. I was kind of obsessed with it. I mean, Spaced is, like, such an influential thing. Um, for people of our generation, I'd say, because it, it kind of made geek cool, in a way, or geek acceptable. In my opinion, it did anyway. I think Simon Pegg's done a hell of a lot to um, to kind of bring the... I think in. he was there as it was getting cooler. I, I don't know. think he actively uh, had anything to Space do with Space was it. like... I remember when Space came out, it was like one of the first shows to have kind of geeky references like that. I don't think I'd ever seen anything like that before. Something that I was quoting Star Wars... Um, you know, had the Resident Evil 2 episode. You know, there's to see kind of grown men playing video games and talking about Star Wars and stuff like I don't remember it being done on British television. But at the time, it wasn't that big. Uh, no, it was really cold at the time. Yeah. It kind of was like a bit of a sleepy, and it wasn't until Shaun of the Dead came out that people, I think, went back and watched Space. Yep. And maybe that was when it sparked. But anyway, I, I think it was part of a movement, is that I don't Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> But, you know, I... I cleared that up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, lo- I absolutely love Spaced. I spent mm. most of my uh, school life quoting Spaced and, right. like, even still to this day, amongst my group of friends, we Why still quote Spaced. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's so many good, uh, so many good quotes from it. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I used to listen to the commentaries and watch all the extras and things. And um, uh, in one of the commentaries, actually, they... They mentioned the address of the space house. So me and um, my friend Stuart went down one Saturday and actually got pictures. This was in the early 2000s. Got pictures outside the space house of us, like, <laughs> just like cheering. Stuff, I don't know. But, um, <laughs> Hurrah! Treasured memories. <laughs> yeah. But no, it was, it, was, it was a good time. And um, yeah, so it was just, it was just um, something we were really obsessed over. And so... Anyway, Shaun of the Dead came out and it was amazing. And then um, Hot Fuzz came out and I didn't like it quite as much, but still. Um, <laughs> I, 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 Not a story for another part. Yeah, I was, <laughs> uh, you know, I, I just, I just love their body of work. And so, to my amazement, their the last film of the Conetto trilogy um, was actually filmed in our neck of the woods. 
very local to us. There's like two towns specifically, um, Wellington City and Letchworth Garden City, where they were going to do most of the filming. Um, and I found out um, one of the days they were going to be filming, and I I went down um, to Wellington City, and me and my friend Stuart again basically follows them round like weird lurkers sort of standing just on the fringes just well, just watching <laughs> just watching from a distance and they were moving quite a lot which made it even more awkward because they were literally like setting up a scene and then they'd shoot for be there for all like 10 minutes or something there'd be a lot of like hubbub with a lot of like these um I don't know, like assistants and things running around, and there wasn't many actors, and it wasn't uh, Simon Pegg, unfortunately, or Nick Frost. It was uh, the young cast. Have you seen the film? Mm-hmm. When it's the sort of yeah, flashbacks yeah, 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 yeah. to the early uh, early nineties, late eighties. <clears throat> so it was that crew, um, that sort of um, cast. But Edgar Wright was there, and we were just sort of like gazing upon him, <laughs> bathing in his magnificence, and just. I, I, I knew I just desperately wanted a picture with him I, or I wanted to say hello but mainly I just wanted a picture with him so I could say mm. I'm Ed you're right mm. and just basically show off and we literally followed them around Wellington City for about two hours because they were just so busy he, he's just manic he's always just like moving around talking to people as you know as I guess a director does I mean it's quite an important busy job anyway we ended up following around we got to this point just like we can't keep this up this is going <laughs> to be this is really weird now and so it's like, it's kind of now or never. And so I just like decided that I was going to go for it. And I just, I, I purposely, purposefully just marched towards him, <laughs> where, you know, without being kind of apprehended by security or anything. It was all pretty chill. But, you know, I just kind of marched towards him. I was like, oh, Edgar. I was like, oh, no, excuse me. I know you're really busy, but we're really big fans. Can I just get a photo with you? And um, he was really nice about it. And he was like, oh, you know, um, how are you? Yeah, no problem. We got a quick photo with him. And he asked, um, what's your name? And of course I was like, oh, Sean. And then he's like, ah. And then I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, mm-hmm. bond of this. I was like, oh, yeah, but you spelt it wrong, though. And he's like, well, yeah. And I was like, why did you spell it like that? He <laughs> <laughs> was like, well, um, I don't know. Just like, Sean Ryan, I don't know. And I was like, hmm. <laughs> and I looked as if I was like really annoyed that he... Spelt it, spelt it wrong. I was like accusing him of having, you know, spelt. Oh man, it was just so cringy. And then uh, it was just one of those things. I was just like half incredibly happy to have like gone over and got my photo with him. But then I'm just left with this feeling of I hope I never see him again <laughs> because I just I can't even remember the exact words I said, but I just knew that I just made a complete tiss myself, and it ended with just like an awkward, polite laugh. Yeah. You know, just that pitter, bye. pitiful. Hi. <laughs> uh, <laughs> did I did I tell you about when I met Simon Pegg? I know you mentioned he came to um, the gallery, right? Oh no, this is different. Oh okay. This was uh, I, okay. The first time I met Simon Pegg, then mm. um, I was dressed as Sean from Sean of the Dead, going to see the Scissor Sisters little age list. <laughs> and um, well, that's they, the geek atmosphere right there. They were doing um, they were doing a Halloween party. Mm. So I went dressed as Sean from Shaun of the Dead. I was just waiting outside Brixton Tube Station. And I just hear a nice costume. Wow. And he turns around and Simon Pegg's wow. just standing there. And like all my friends had gone on like gone back. <laughs> and he he graciously like hung around and like let a few really? of us like take a picture with him. But yeah, just like of sheer luck that, that I was, is amazing. That is incredible, right? Yeah. 
That's like the Bill Murray story, isn't it? Where yeah. like people say on the internet, you know, I was just sitting at a cafe and uh, I was eating, you know, chips and a burger, and Bill Murray came up to me, picked up a chip, <laughs> no one's going to believe you, and then just said, "No one's ever going to believe you that this happened," <laughs> and then just walked off. You know, that's, that's the story, isn't it? Like, uh, nice costume, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Threw you a wink, flipped you a nickel. <laughs> that kicks ass, oh man. That's way better than my Edgar Wright claim to fame. Not at all, not at all. It was, um, it was just a, a one of those really weird circumstances, really weird coincidences. Mm. And it got really awkward as well, because it was clear he wanted to go, but didn't want to look like a dick as well. So, oh, really? Yeah, I suppose he didn't want to go, right, well, I've got to go. And then we'll go, what a bellend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. What a bellend. We've taken photos and everything. What, what a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we kidnapped him. <laughs> yeah. and, and let uh, him go after several days yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. shut up <laughs> shut up Simon you can get out when you need to finish Star, Star Trek but I've, I've got to finish filming yeah. <laughs> you shut up we're going to do a space episode in a minute <laughs> yeah. I'll be Daisy don't worry fuck you again yeah. <laughs> so sorry yeah that's that's uh, destroyed tangents so anyone got anything else well if we're going sort of down kind of um, celebrity meetings <clears throat> well, just just geek stories in general um, uh, well yes but I do have a celebrity meeting where I did embarrass myself is it Frank bit. Bruno no it's not Frank Bruno <laughs> um, it's uh, I, I, I again went to a convention uh, believe it or not in uh, a sports centre in Watford nice <laughs> so, so it was a really good uh, little thing where I met people like uh, Vicky Michelle from Allo Allo <laughs> yes. and the guy that played Hef Flick and the guy that played Admiral um, whatever his name was the second the guy in uh, Return of the Jedi the Imperial Admiral Admiral not Admiral Ossel Admiral Admiral Ossel Admiral Peart <laughs> is it Admiral Peart yeah it's Admiral yeah. Peart yeah um, but I also met um, Ian White the guy that played the last engineer in Prometheus mm. which is a film we've spoken about on the pod before and I just chatted to him for a while, and there was there was a crowd like building up around some someone else that I, the two guys I was with wanted to go and see. So I was just kind of hanging around, really. I'd already paid, you know, the uh, sort of semi extortionate mm-hmm. amount of money to get an autograph and all that sort of stuff. And I just was sort of standing there, and he wasn't really doing anything. So I just started chatting to him. It's like, so what was it like? Like, you know, working with like, did you get to work with Guy Ritchie a lot? Like, you know, and he said, oh. Well, yeah, but obviously we were both wearing makeup at the time. Like I was made up as the engineer, and he was made up as um, uh, Peter Wayland and stuff. So we never we joked that we'd never seen each other on set without makeup on. And actually, the first time that we didn't have makeup on was when we were in the after party, and and he said that uh, his wife. Um, Ian White's wife was like literally not concerned with anything other than meeting Guy Ritchie, so she was kind of trying to push through and stuff like that. Anyway, Guy Pierce. Oh, sorry, yeah, Guy Ritchie. Yeah, not Guy Ritchie, of course. He gives a fuck about Guy Ritchie um, <laughs> after a revolver, anyway. Um, that was some hairs, that was some hairs. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so, they, um, Fassbender didn't play Wayland. Fassbender was. Yeah, I know, but I thought he also played Wayland. No, that was Guy Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> not Guy Ritchie. Of Neighbours fame. Yes. Like, I honestly thought it was yeah. Fassbender in makeup. No, no, it wasn't, no. Um, but I think the makeup was made to look. To make to make yeah. him look like he was an older yeah. version, a much yeah. older version, like a wither. Anyway, yeah. the way I embarrassed myself in front of him was that I thought it would be quite funny to make a joke, and I sort of um, I asked him if he'd had to travel far to come, and he said, um, "Oh yeah, quite a way. Um, I live up in Newcastle," and. Because I've just watched that episode of Extras where uh, he meets all of his creepy fans, 
the ones that say, oh, you live around here, don't you? And he goes, yeah. And immediately the, the creepy fan just kind of goes, where? <laughs> <laughs> I, I made the same joke. So when he said, I live up in Newcastle, I went, oh, where? And he literally, I, literally like, not, I, not a flicker of a smile or anything like that, just kind of looked at me and shook his head <laughs> in this really kind oh of cold God. stare. <laughs> and, and I said, I, I kind of felt myself having to go. Oh, it was just a joke. It was just a joke. Was, I, I was just joking. I was just joking. Anyway, the conversation ended really abruptly, and I ended up having to stand there for another five or ten minutes, like waiting for my mates to finish what, what they were doing. And I, and, I, and I felt like I was rooted to the spot, like I couldn't move. And so, and I kept trying to sort of turn around and kind of you know, sort of. So, uh, was good on location and stuff and he, he literally was he, he, he had that whole kind of demeanour of I'm literally going to tolerate this person for as long as they are standing there and the second I can get away I, I can and I turned around to try and find one of my mates and looked around I sort of turned around and I was going to do a sort of a, oh I don't know where they are he fucking pegged it he's gone gone disappeared taken all of his everything with him and just gone oh my God. <laughs> I was just like oh oh well I'm never going to get the chance to meet him again the second he sees me, he'll just be like, fuck, I'm off. <laughs> that was embarrassing. But if, I, if I'm going to move the conversation uh, away from celebrity stuff, yep. like we were saying, just general geeky stories anyway, um, uh, I would probably want to gloss over the fact that I was one of the few people who bought the collector's edition of Duke Nukem Forever. <laughs> I think that deserves to be part of, Duke, uh, of, uh, of Geek Amnesty. But... I have. I went when I used to work on. I used to edit a toy magazine, mm. a toy trade magazine, and I got uh, quite friendly with uh, a guy that um, basically made a very good living out of um, uh, buying the licenses to certain actors and actresses, and uh, making full size cardboard cutouts of them and then selling them. I think the company. You know, I'm not going to say the company name because I don't think that's the right thing to do <laughs> on a podcast. But they're very good, um, and they're, they're still in business. They're making a lot of money. Um, I, I went to his offices to talk to him about advertising along with one of the advertising guys talking about advertising in the magazine and we chatted for a bit and stuff like that and I said at the end of the conversation because I noticed that it had been you know, I said that one of my ambitions my whole life has been to have a cardboard cutout of Princess Leia in the gold bikini and he dutifully went downstairs to the, uh, to the workshops and brought me up a cardboard cutout of Princess Leia in the gold bikini which I was very proud of and I took home and I put up in my man cave, and um, it sat there for a long time, and my wife hated it. <laughs> Every time she walked into my man cave, I'd be sort of sitting there, and I'd, I'd smile like lovingly at my wife and stuff, and she'd smile back at me, and then she'd notice Princess Leia. It would all go sour, and then she'd disappear. I wouldn't see her again. Anyway, very recently, I was told to um, uh, put it up in the loft. Which, which I have done now. I was told it was time to move on. Uh, it's time, it time to put Princess Lair away up in the loft with the bats. Um, and there she is. But I have refused. I have refused to take her down, if you will. Like, to sort of pull the stand aside and fold her back into her plastic. She is standing resolutely in the corner of my attic. <laughs> is Princess Lair in her cold bikini. Every time I go up there to put, you know, sort of more child crap or something like that up there and things like that I literally just get that two moment two seconds of oh there she is and now I'm going back down again <laughs> you'll stay up here Leia <laughs> downstairs there's no place for you so did he have it was it one just ready made or he had it? stacks stacks 
pallets of the oh, things. Really? He said they were one of the best sellers. Oh, I so see. they always were coming off the prints. Uh, um, so it was just yeah. Do you want awesome. to cut the hole in it, sir? <laughs> <laughs> yes. If you wouldn't mind filing the edges, <laughs> <laughs> so one does not get a paper cut. <laughs> Yeah, so that was uh, yeah, that's, that's that's nice. I like going I think I think I've got a mic drop geek amnesty story. Okay. <laughs> and it's it's one sentence and it's that I got kicked out of Games Workshop once. <laughs> Boom. Oh, wow. Boom. Yeah. What did you Is there more do? to that story? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I insulted the guy behind the counter. Feel wow. really bad about it. He was getting he was like obviously it was summer holidays. He was obviously having a nightmare of a time with, with kids. Mm. And I said something rude and he kicked me out. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't even remember what it was, but I got kicked out of Games Workshop. That's, uh... I got kicked out of the last bastion of kind of. You're not welcome. You're banished. Getting kicked out of Games Workshop, you're not welcome anywhere. Surely. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was quite easy to get kicked out of Games Workshop actually, because they didn't like swearing or True. drinks or annoying kids. Well, I was or... at the age of fourteen, just there. Yeah. Drinking away, chugging away. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm too cool for these guys. He came in with a massive McDonald's milkshake that was melting in one hand and a huge ice lolly that was dripping in the other hand. Just wanted to touch all the pretty things. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Wipe my hands on that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Got kicked out of the semen-y atmosphere. Sorry, that's a bit harsh, isn't it? I shouldn't say that. Nah, it's, it's a geek amnesty. It's, yeah, yeah, there, yeah we there we go. Saved it. <laughs> I suppose so. Yeah. Any more? Anyone mm. got any more? <laughs> I mean, was staring at me intensely. I yeah. feel like I'm missing some really big ones that I've. Well, I was thinking that. I, yeah. I think I've blotted out a ton of mine from my. Yeah, memory. that's what I'm concerned about. Or I'm, I was just so happy that no one else. If no one else sort of encountered them or saw them, I just I just never spoke about it to anyone, and just they've just been left in the past. All right, I've got one. Go on now. <laughs> Is it peppermint tea related? Um, no, I was I was so excited about. That <laughs> you sure? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not about peppermint tea. I was so excited about seeing the Phantom Menace. I took a toy blaster with me to the cinema. <laughs> <laughs> Now, not this wasn't in a cosplay. I'm gonna, you know, like dress up and be part of the cool gang that goes to premieres and um, dresses cool up. No, gang. it was in my pocket and it stayed in my pocket. Other than when I fingered it during the uh, <laughs> during the um, some of the laser fights, I was probably about fourteen. <laughs> Far too old to uh, <laughs> to be having a blaster in my pocket. Just a dude in a hoodie with a blaster. Mm. <laughs> Um, I did uh, once buy a toy uh, plastic lightsaber um, from Woolworths when Woolworths was around, mm. so that actually dates this. Um, and while I was up there, even though I was probably only about, I think I uh, <laughs> only, I think I was about twenty-three <laughs> when I bought it. I felt the need to say to the guy even though I had no children at the time, my son will love this. He's been going on about this for weeks. And it didn't work. Of course it didn't work. The guy fixed me with one of those looks that all shop assistants fix 23-year-old people buying toys. That sort of, yes, it's your for your son, isn't it? Yeah. I, I had a plastic lightsaber as well, and all my friends had them. And I distinctly remember, and this should, should date, or at least age us, uh, driving down to the park in the middle of the night, 
with, Dan. Yeah, which means right. we were old enough to drive. Um, and um, all of us just lighting these lightsabers up in the middle of the park and just pretending we were Jedi's. Was this is this the legit Force Effects no. ones? Uh, these oh. are the See, I did that ones. with the legit Force Effects ones. I've done that with my one too. I ran up and down the garden with mine. Well, I was with other people, to be fair. It was oh, like, I was on my own. Yeah, we had like three of them and we did some terrible fight scenes. They are sort of recorded somewhere. <laughs> there's, there's a picture of me and my mate somewhere where... In Revenge one of my, Sith, were they? <laughs> <laughs> one, one of my friends figured out how to do the lightsaber effects on computers. Oh, wow. So we're all holding like our plastic lightsabers, but they've got these amazing kind of like glowing actual nice. lights. Nice. <sighs> yeah, I suppose. <laughs> uh, I do have a story that I'm very guilty. I feel very guilty about. Yeah, I've got one of those. Um, very guilty. I've never quite gotten over the guilt, to be honest. Um, I borrowed Dark Forces off a friend once. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dark Forces, if you guys don't know, uh, you know, for the podcast listeners, if you do know, kudos. If you don't, it's uh, basically uh, after Doom, uh, there was a Star Wars Doom clone, if you like, but it was but it was far better. It was a superb game, casting you as Karl Katarn. Anyway, I, I absolutely loved it, played it to death, and then I had to give it back. So I gave it back to my friend. Anyway, my mum and dad uh, said to me, um, oh, you, you seem to be getting into games. Um, you know, if you do well in some of your exams, we'll, we'll get you a game. What do you want? I said, oh, I'd love Dark Forces. And they said, okay, cool, but you've got to do well in your exams. Anyway, <clears throat> I lied to them about how well I'd done on a particular exam, the one that they were very keen on me doing well in, which I think was either maths or English or something like that. And they, they were very keen that I get a high a high mark on it. And uh, I told them that I'd got something like 87%. And my dad said, that's really good. That's great. Um, I was thinking in my head, I've probably got a month to play this to death before they get my report card and find out that I didn't get 87%. Um, and I don't know what was going through my head. I think it, I was absolutely blinded by the prospect of owning Dark Forces. <laughs> that I just felt the need to lie. It was such a stupid, childish thing. Because it's just, it's like, there's no forethought. I did the same thing with um, the night before parents' evening. <laughs> I was like, I really wanted a PS1. Mm. And I, and they're like, how's it going to go? Oh, it's going to go really well. I'm going to go great. It's going to go amazing. <laughs> just buy me the PS1 now. <laughs> so they did. <laughs> and they came back and go, we're not impressed. I'm like, shit. <laughs> Let me just keep playing. <laughs> you can't take it away. <laughs> Not even making eye contact. Oh yeah, so they say. Yeah. No, no. yeah. All right, fine. Yeah, yeah. I, I, thanks. I'll try harder. Yeah, 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 totally. I'll do the homework <laughs> in an hour. <laughs> Don't try and take it back. I avoided the warranty. <laughs> <laughs> Need to finish Muppet Race Mania. <laughs> yeah, I've got one which um, is probably the worst thing I've ever done oh yeah wow okay so <clears throat> this is probably when I was about do you want me to put some soothing music on yeah please some sad sad music I'll do the um, uh, do, the, the neighbours piano playing with slow yeah. stuff do, do, do. <laughs> okay so when I was about 14 <laughs> My dad set up for me a bank account. Um, yeah, basically, um, 
I, I I was at that age where did you ever have like a card when you were a kid, which was basically like a debit card, but not quite. I think they were called like Visa Electrons yeah. or something. Yeah. And I think they worked in shops. I think you could only go to like cash points or something. They yeah. worked in some shops. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Anyway, my dad lived abroad, and I was kind of fending for myself for a while. Not quite, but yeah. anyway. Um, so he would put money in this account, and I would like, you know, buy stuff like some. Um, essential stuff but also just like pocket money as well and um, one day um, I went into the bank and basically um, um, I spoke to the, the cashier to take the money out and I said oh can I withdraw £20 or whatever and she was like oh which account do you want to take it out of <laughs> and I was like oh is there more than one account and then she's like yeah well there's this this account here which is just like your current account which you don't really have any money in and then there's the this ground, this account here which has got like £2,000 in it oh. and I was like I'll have it out of that one please <laughs> and um, <laughs> so the slippery slope began um, for over probably the next year um, this was mid, uh, sorry, late nineties. It would have been, and I was um, actually I must have been older than before. So I would have been fifteen, sixteen, yeah, maybe sixteen or something. Mm. And I was obsessed with the N sixty four at this time. I'd like buy official Nintendo magazine every um, every month, and like I just like became obsessed with the games coming out. And N sixty four games pretty expensive. They used to come out about sixty pounds each. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> cartridges were, uh, were a very expensive mm. format for games. And I would, you know, excitedly buy games with this seemingly. Uh, <laughs> bottomless pit of money and um, I bought quite a large <laughs> collection of games over, the t- over that time and um, I remember one day uh, I was um, with my dad I went to visit my dad and um, he said oh we should just go and check the interest on your bank accounts and my heart sank because I knew I knew <laughs> and I didn't know how much I'd spent because I just got I was just in the habit of just like going into town being like, oh yeah, I'll withdraw like forty pounds or whatever, just here and there, you know. Little and often thinking it's not really going to make a dent. Mm. You know, I just didn't have, I didn't know the value of money at this time. Mm. Turns out I'd spent about a grand on N sixty four games. Basically, there was probably other stuff as well. There was like Star Wars model kits and um, yeah. you know, probably Games Workshop stuff as well. But I seem to remember it was mainly N sixty four games and like controllers and stuff. And my dad, <laughs> my, my dad, you've met my dad, haven't you? So you uh, yeah. At my wedding, he's a pretty chilled out guy. Yeah. I've never seen him, like, he was literally seething, seething with rage, understandably, because this money was actually inheritance money from um, my great nan. Oh my oh, God. In- <laughs> you guys are looking at me in a different light. <laughs> <laughs> you were young. No, I know. I understand. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. genuinely, I've, I've, I've never felt so ashamed in all my life. I was genuinely just mortified, and I knew what I'd done was just appalling. Um, the upside is, I from that day, I've become really good with money. I became <laughs> very, very tight, and um, I, I seem to remember as soon as I got a job. Because um, the bank account was still open and whatnot. Mm. So, well, the first thing I did when I got a job was set up a direct debit mm. from my um, like 
current account to go into that savings account. And it was like, I think I set up at like £25 a month and then mm. it went up to like £40 a month and then it went up to £50 a month. And I, you know, diligently paid into that account um, well, for literally years. Yeah. I still have the account now. Mm. And it really did like teach me the value of the money. And um, it also taught me that N64 games are fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a little win-win. Exactly. <laughs> so money well spent in the end. Play. Excellent. Yeah. That's, that's, a, nice, that's, that's a really good story. Yeah. Mm. Definitely. I hope he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping he's forgotten about it. <laughs> I'm sure it doesn't matter these days. No. Really. I mean, at the end of the day, it's only money, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a thousand pounds back in those days as well. Yeah, I he, he, he printed off was. the bank statement and oh, I'm, I, 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 this might get covered. He was like asking me, he was like saying, "Are you on drugs? Are you on drugs? Are you spending it on drugs?" And I was like, "No." <laughs> I was like, "It really is just N64 games." Like, <laughs> and he generally thought he didn't. I just thought he could fathom how you could spend so much money on like stuff like that. But yeah. Wow. Mm. Wowee. That's we're, a good one. That is a really good one. Yeah. Where, where are we at with, in terms of time? 40 minutes. 40 minutes. Should I've we read some out? Have you got some more? No, no, no. Read some though. We, okay, right. Let's take a quick break before we go back into a couple more. Uh, so, let's read out. Uh, okay. Uh, Mike, someone I used to live with, <laughs> it has a story that um, he skived off work with me to play through Resident Evil 4 twice. <laughs> so I, I we wake I woke up he he was sitting there at seven o'clock in the morning. I go, You're not going to work? He goes, Nah. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Play Resident Evil. We didn't move off the sofa. Yeah. Uh, and we ordered a pizza, like a big eighteen inch pizza and just ate the pizza in our pajamas <laughs> whilst working through Resident Evil, determined to get Ashley the suit of armour. On what? PS two? PS two, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Inferior version to the GameCube version. What? What are you talking about? Well, it was a GameCube exclusive for a long time. Yeah, that doesn't mean it's an inferior version. It was. It was a doubt. It was a port. It was. A, it was. Um, it's got the better graphics. Well, the GameCube. One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really care. I actually, had a set of armor by just the end saying, of that day. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Well, the game. It's funny because um, you just reminded me as well when I was um, again because <clears> my my dad lived abroad and whatnot. I was. Um, uh, kind of left to my own devices, and I was technically in school because I had um, I took on my AS levels, mm. A levels, and um, I went through. I did my AS levels, I think, and then I was just like totally not interested in school. And um, my friend, my best friend at the time, had got a GameCube, and I much preferred skiving off school um, and going around his house to play GameCube, <laughs> and. I asked my head teacher. I told him because I lived miles away from my school. It took me like an hour to get in on, on it. There wasn't like a school bus. I had to get like a public transport because um, I lived in um, kind of Warmer Greenway and my, I went to school in St Albans. Mm. So it was, it was a long old way. <clears throat> so we had this um, interim head teacher, and um, he was just kind of filling in. And I basically explained my plight to him. I said, I said, it's really difficult for me to get in. Is there any chance I can just work from home? And he said, yes. <laughs> Dick. I know. <laughs> I know. And um, yeah, I spent a lot of time just hanging out, playing video games, not doing any work. 
and didn't I didn't I, I think I did turn up to like one of my exams and got probably an, an ungraded I've got three AS levels but I haven't got any A levels thanks Nintendo <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so, so, like, so when did so after AS levels did you start work no I just like bombed out just did nothing and then I um, I think I can't even remember now I went to college after that mm. to do uh, music mm. and I did alright that because I got three even though that basically was bumming out but you got grades for doing it mm. <laughs> <laughs> so I got uh, my degree and the equivalent of like three three B oh no I got BBC mm. basically the equivalent of A levels so you know again come good and then you studied <laughs> what did you study in uni? Uh, but then I went to work and I had at least, I, well yeah, while I was at college I think I was, I was working for Blockbuster as well and then I had a year of just working at Blockbuster pretty much full time I think and then I went to uni for a year and did um, multimedia studies which was just gash. Uh, <laughs> gash. <laughs> it, yeah, it was just one of those like, I don't know, in between these sort of courses because it wasn't focused on any one thing, it wasn't like focused on you're going to learn how to be a web designer, you're going to mm. learn how to be a programmer, you're going to know how to do, it was like a little bit of everything, mm. so you kind of learned <clears throat> nothing really, and I, you know, I didn't, my heart wasn't really set on it anyway, but that's another story. No, but yeah. it's, but it's quite, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. it's quite interesting, because then, so obviously in that year you met your missus. Yeah, that was the, uh, and, and so you must have, the best day come of that. Yeah, so then you must have come out. She must have stayed. Yeah, and yet yeah, you guys ended up like living together and stuff. Like yeah, because I I was in their student house because we had like a group of friends, and I was you know we all lived it. We all uh, shared a student dig in Hatfield. Hmm. Um, yeah, and, uh, awesome. I started working while I was um, while I was living there. But yeah, we got any more. Um, did we do. Him? So, uh, Tim Brown, it was Tim Brown's idea, so I figured I'd read his mm. next, <clears throat> which is, uh, when I'm asked how I end up following the Raiders, this is a crossover to Crit on Gentlemen, potentially, I always cite Super Bowl, uh, tw- uh, Super Bowl 17, 18, sorry, uh, first one I'd seen live, massive underdogs, etc. While that's partly true, my real reason is a little different. At the time, I'd just finished painting a large Black Legion Chaos Space Marines 40k army in the colours of Black Legion. Yes, black and silver. Waxing lyrical about the beauty of Marcus Allen's beautiful 74 touchdowns, 74 yard touchdown scoring run seems way cooler than confessing Harry Long reminded me of a bad in the despoiler. In my defence, <laughs> I'm still not convinced the Raiders of the 70s and 80s weren't the Chaos Space Marines. Awesome. How <laughs> cool is that? I love how. All these um, ex-Warhammer nerds are coming out of the woodwork yeah. after yeah. we mentioned Hero Quest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like... uh, a couple more. Uh, just go through some of them. Um, Duncan Smallman, who I do the other podcast with, uh, says, uh, when first playing Dark Forces, I couldn't face the sewage monsters on level three without cheating. Oh, God, I feel that. Uh, Jaunty Goes Gaming, who's another Warhammer fan. Uh, my entire Twitter feed and everything on it. That's his geek amnesty. <laughs> um, Rich Lennon's got a few. Uh, spent an evening sitting in Fleetville Library to hear Dave Gibbons talk about Watchmen, which is pretty cool. That's he, not a geek yeah, amnesty. That's, that's just a boast. Yeah. That's cool, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He lives in um, St Albans. So. Mm. Who, Dave Gibbons? Yeah. yeah he lives in, in local. Cool. Uh, he also bought, bought his little brother original hand-drawn artwork from Sonic the Comic. 
for his birthday. That's awesome. That's just that's cool. Just okay, this one. This one's good. Uh, forced my parents to buy tickets to terrible Stallone version of Judge Dredd on the opening weekend. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Sarah uh, says she skived off a Saturday job at Superdrug to meet Angel from Buffy. <laughs> <laughs> oh god and I think that's it I, I bet think... that's a much more memorable experience than if she would have gone to work yeah exactly but I think it was a wise choice definitely definitely yes yes but, yeah so yeah Mike skived off work to play Resident Evil 4 with me I'd forgotten about that one <laughs> <laughs> I've got a confession to make I've Go got on. a more related one okay. my um, when I was living in a flat in Old Hatfield yeah um, my mum had um, a new <clears throat> white shag floor I guess it was shag floor oh, okay. um, put down in my I think I know where this is going yep <clears throat> whilst uh, painting some I don't even know what like space marines <laughs> probably wasn't space marines I knocked over um, a pot of Sistel paint <laughs> specifically the um, do you remember inks yes the, that means really it really just went everywhere runny yeah, ones yeah. and it you know it probably made a I don't know a, what would you describe that as size wise a grapefruit size like a saucer a CD a saucer type, yeah, yeah. yeah saucer yeah saucer size stain on the floor yeah and I went into a panicked frenzy and started raiding the cupboards find getting water and sponges and carpet cleaners and made it. A dinner plate size <laughs> black stain by spreading the black ink around as much oh, as possible. Um, I did that thing. Well, I covered it up. I found like an offcut um, of the carpet because it was still like new in, and just laid it over the top of it. And luckily, it was by my desk, and then I had my chair on top of it. And I did that thing which you do when you panic when you're a kid, which is pretend to be asleep. <laughs> <laughs> Can't have been me. I've been asleep this whole time. <laughs> Early teens, early teens, probably. <laughs> I was asleep the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it couldn't have been me. <laughs> Look what the ghost did. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I ever got in trouble for that, to be fair. I don't think they ever really found out. Fair play. Yeah, well done. got away with that one. The old sleeping drink worked a charm. <laughs> <laughs> Not so much an embarrassing story, mm. but regularly... When I was probably 18, 19, and I had a PS2, I would invite people back to, to here, my house, and, and say, let's stay up all night playing Time Splits 2. And I had like the... the Charlie. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 to to whoever, whoever would listen to me, I had the, the, the four-way adapter thing. And so I'm like, well, we're, four of us can play, it'll be fine, we can all sit around, play Time Splits 2. Everyone would get here, they'd sit down, they'd be playing, they'd be moving around shooting each other. And I would just be like this with a controller, just asleep. <laughs> and apparently, my character—they said my character would just be slowly edging towards a wall, <laughs> just because I'd like gently pushing down on the controller. Um, and I, that would happen on a weekly basis. Yeah, come back. I'll be fine. Oh no, I'll definitely stay up this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Any more for any more before we wrap it up? I, I think I've revealed far too much. Yeah. yeah, some of this might be getting edited out, so we probably I've won't. Got, um, yeah, so this short 10 minute podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I can drop this bombshell on you if you like. Um, 
I once wrote a Warhammer 40,000 love song. Oh my god. <laughs> that is amazing. Why did we never play that at band practice? What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think it was post-band, actually. Really? Yeah. It wasn't that long ago. I want. I think we should record it. We could do. <laughs> I can. T- I can. I can remember some of it. I think. I think we should record it, and we can use yeah, it. Yeah, get up. And... Does it have any uh, piano parts in it? Yeah, we can get a garage band, and then it went something like. It was like. This is a space marine love song, and I'll sing it for you. They may be giant super soldiers, but they need love too. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! This is brilliant. I love it. This is like, genius. Like, expose yourself, space marine. Let us see beneath. Open up your whole self and feel relief. <laughs> That's amazing. I think then when he went back into like a chorus, it was like, "This is a forty k love song, and I'll sing it for you. Let's all hold hands and feel the love too." Um, <laughs> I had I had words for all the races actually, or some of them. It was like, "Nids are bugs who can't hug without killing." But there's a gap in the heart that needs filling. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, this. Oh. Um, what else did I have? Um, <clears throat> the tower three foot fishmen with lasers. But they look so much smarter in ties and blazers. <laughs> <laughs> so this was serious stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sure. Some of my finest work. Yeah. I, I think we need to record that. All right. I, think, I think we need a recorded. We could do it as like a charity single or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no, we could. We'll do it as a YouTube video. <clears throat> it was called "Let's Make Love Hammer." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Which is the title yes. of the podcast. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> oh, this, okay. This, this, this is the best thing I've ever <laughs> heard. Oh, it's great. We need to, yeah. I mean, I'm in shock. We could get, <laughs> we could get Kickstar going for that one. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> I think that's as good a ending as any. <coughs> right, so playing us out <clears throat> with his Warhammer love song, mm. 40k love song. Um, uh, the title of which is was it? It's called um, "Let's Make Love Hammer." Let's make love love in brackets in the 41st millennium. <laughs> You know, I just think there's been a lot of death and destruction, um, and it's time we put a stop to it. <laughs> this is a space marine love song, and I'll sing it for you. They may be giant super soldiers, need love too. Throw down your bold guns and sing. Let's end this grim dark war. Expose yourself, space marine, let us see beneath. Open up your whole self and feel relief. Get on your knees and prepare to feel the penetrating love. Ultramarines, there's no feeling blue in loving. 
Dark angels, there's no darkness in loving. Blood angels, there's no bleeding in loving. Imperial fists, there's no fisting in loving. Well, this is a 40k love song and I'll sing it for you. Let's all feel the love, even Xenos too. <laughs> let's all in calms and let's sing. To end this grim dark war. To end this grim dark war. <laughs> this is a 40k love song and I'll sing it for you. Let's all hold hands and feel the love too. <laughs> Get on your knees and then sing. To end this grim dark war. We went to. <laughs> yeah. When there's grim dark war, when there's grim dark war, there's grim dark war. It's making me sad. Mm. Nice. In the grim darkness of the far future, there isn't only war. <laughs> Let's make a laugh hammer. <laughs> right. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye. That was amazing. <laughs>